All right, let's see what's going on here. COVID-19! going on boy things are great rich man how are you all right let's get this rolling james uh might be calling are we live on the uh stream let me check yeah why don't you check you think you're too cool for school but i got a news flash for you walter cronkite you aren't you aren't yeah, I hear us live on YouTube. All right, let's get this going. Today, uh, James will be calling in, I think, in a minute. Um, Praise the Lord. See what's going on here. All right, we are broadcasting not on Facebook. There, uh, You could call the telephone number or Jerry Lewis number, um, 669-275-1300. And um, you can listen that way. Uh, we could take calls if you want to. If you want to be patched in to talk to Alan, you hit nine four one. Is that right, Alan? Uh, I don't, if they call a free conference call, they're not talking to me. They're just you just in don't the free know, conference do you? call room. Yeah. All right. And I'm not your bra. Okay, Richard. What was that? What was what? I thought I heard something. Learn that poem. Learn that poem. Okay. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Uh, Maybe that was a little rascals. Learn that poem. All right. Learn that poem. Let's get rocking. I'm going to touch on a word here, I believe, for somebody somewhere out there today, and uh, the name of the word is uh, faith and waiting on God, all right? Uh, that's the name of the word. So we're going to touch on some um, some scripture. Always good to go to the word first. I'm going to read through some, and we're going to discuss this, because this seems to be the biggest problem uh, in my life and many lives, and I will give you a testimony of what I'm talking about. Um, years ago when I first became a believer, when I almost died and went to hell, um, God put me back in my body. And after that, I started experiencing massive headaches. Okay. This went on for a long time. Uh, I used to go get prayer everywhere and I'd feel better and then it would come back. So the enemy was just messing with me, right? One day an angelic, I believe an angel in the, in the, in the human form met me in the city and he discussed this with me on how my mouth was becoming the biggest delay in my breakthrough. And a lot of times we already have experienced a breakthrough, but we put ourselves back in captivity with our confession. Did you know that? That goes on all the time. So our confession has to completely be in line with the Word of God and the promises of God at all times, or we're going around the mountain again. What do I mean by that is we're going to delay our breakthroughs. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a micro sermon on this. And uh, I'm going to go through uh, my personal experience on how I 
was delaying my the healing. Now, this person I met told me, uh, he wouldn't pray for me, by the way, because I was asking him to pray, but he did say that my confession was, he kept saying I already was healed and that I didn't need any more prayer. I was like, what? You don't understand. And then he would walk away. And then I'd say, you don't understand. He says, no, you don't understand. He says, you already are healed, yet you keep speaking on it. Okay? I was putting myself literally back in captivity. Okay? So I already was healed. Um, who the heck's that? Alan, is that you? Uh, no, I was muted for until just a second ago. What? Somebody was calling. Anyway, so getting to, getting into this is that um, once I got a hold of this, see, I was waiting on God. I was waiting on God, but I was putting myself back in captivity, in doubt, in unbelief, and my impatience was leading to almost fear. They're very they're very close to one another, by the way, in patience and fear. Um, because waiting on God is something that takes endurance. I'm not going to deny it. Waiting on God can be very... Um, it takes a lot of faith and trusting in God through the experience. Now, here's the deal. If it's in the Word of God... And you're gleaming from the word of God, a promise of the Lord. It's doable. It's 100% in the word of God. And there is scripture for healing that we gleam from Isaiah 53, 5, don't we? I mean, that's the big one. We all go to that and we're gleaming from it and there's breakthroughs and healings. I have been healed from, through that scripture by putting faith into action. Now, what do you mean? Faith is automatic. No, faith is not automatic, people. Some of you think faith is automatic. Like you just, hey, that's it. It's automatic. Everything's done. Okay, I'll show you why it's not automatic. Romans 10, 17. We'll start there. Um... Let me see. Let's go to Romans. Okay, I'm in the wrong one. Okay. All right, so I lost that scripture. But in the word, it does say that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord... That you'll be saved. Right, Alan? What verse is that? I believe that's Romans 10, verses 9 and nine. 10. Believe right, in I'll... your heart, say in your mouth, believe and say. Okay, so did that take some action? Yes, the saying is the action, just like in uh, Mark eleven twenty three. believe and say. Okay, so there had to be some activation there with your projection of your mouth. However, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So this is where we have to get our, we have to work on our heart. Now, let me get into, um, 
Uh, okay, that that is going to be Romans ten seventeen. Okay. All right, here we go. So then faith cometh by hearing. Now, you see, <laughs> the Word of God has become a cliche to many people out there. I mean, they throw these verses around like bubblegum wrappers. But there's a difference between clicheing words around at each other and actually living the Word. They're completely different. And if you've been thrown in the fire and all you had left is the Word of God to get through... You understand what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, and you haven't used the word of God to get out of a pit, to get out of captivity, or get through a breakthrough and have to wait on God, you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm telling you right now. Because I didn't understand it when it happened to me. I had to start over. I had to completely just say, okay, well, these are like cliches. You go to the church and everybody's flying them around. And you're like, well, how are they living it? Are they really living the word of God? Is that their medicine? Are they really applying it in the proper way for the breakthrough? Or are they just clicheing it all over the place? Because that's the problem. We have to come out. And it's in, here's another one that's a cliche. But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. People, listen, you have to really live this. You have to say, okay, let me break it down. If I wait on the Lord and his promises, I am expecting a renewal to my strength. I am expecting to mount up with wings like eagles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting to run and not be weary. And I'm going to walk and I will not faint. I'm speaking this word. I'm declaring this word. And I'm going to gleam it. It's going to manifest right now in my life. Because right now, Lord, I'm telling you, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting on you, Lord. I'm, I know I have the breakthrough. And it's, it's manifesting. And I thank you for it. Do you see how I did that? That's completely yes. different than throwing out a cliche. Does that does that seem a little different, Alan? Yeah, because uh, God requires our active, mindful, present cooperation where we're focused on him and on his great and precious promises. And thus we believe and say what God said in his word and we agree with God because how can two walk together lest they be agreed? Amen. That's right. So, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speak. Right? So, in my case, I was speaking doubt over my breakthrough that I already had, according to that angel that I met. And you know what? He was right. Because when I stopped going around begging everybody for prayer, and I decreed the word over myself, and I began to thank God for healing me, it went away. The year and a half or so with headaches were gone. So I'm telling you, I've lived this. This isn't just something I'm looking at the word and saying, wow, I'm going to tell people about this because I see it. I see it this way. I'm going to tell you what I see here. That's good, too. However, I had to live this. There's a difference. I had to live this. 
and I had to rely on it. Because MRI scans, doctors, medications, pills, tripolines, all this type of doctors and medications failed me. I had to rely on the word of God. Don't you see? That's all I had. I wasn't getting any other help any other way. No pills helped me. They had me on psychotropics. They did MRI on my brain and found something in there, which I don't believe is there anymore, and I don't plan on going to look at it anymore because I'm healed, you see? So I'm telling you that I lived this. And yeah, it was terrifying when they found something. But I had to believe the word. I ripped up the MRI scan because back then it was like a big sheet or whatever it was. And I said, screw you, I'm healed and God has a better plan for my life than you. And I threw it in the freaking garbage. And I'm still here. I'm alive. I'm relying on God to sustain me. That's right. If his eye is on the sparrow's life, how much more are you? He's very aware of what we're going through, folks. But I'm telling you, our mouth and our confession will keep you going around the mountain way more times than you have to. If you just get a hold on what I'm saying and what I learned from that angel that I met in the city when he told me to shut my mouth, and then I then I was healed. Did it take on a month and a half later? Yeah. However, I was healed. I no long no more pills, no more doctors, no more MRI, no more anything. Gone. I could tell you right now, if he didn't teach me that, I'd still probably be running around looking for prayer. I was delaying my breakthrough. Oh, yeah. Hyper-overloading prayer is a problem. Hyper-overloading prayer. I was in that. I used to drive everywhere, upstate, New Jersey, looking for the greatest miracle worker that's in town at that time. I drive 60, 70, 100 miles just to have someone lay hands on me. And I still never got healed. It wasn't until I just looked at the word and say, indeed, I am healed. And I thank you for it. I began to put the, the word into action into my body. Oh, yeah. The word is medicine. The word is medicine to your body. You have to project it. Think of your mouth as a needle. Right? And you're going to project the word into your body. Speak the word over your body. Declare the word over your situations and circumstances. That is medicine. You are projecting that medicine. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is projecting the faith. That's right. If you believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth, then you shall be saved. It took action. It took work. 
Word of God is not automatic. You have to declare the promises, gleam the promises, and then expect and anticipate the breakthrough. And that's right. Start thanking God for them. Because that's also spiritual warfare that people don't understand. Because when you're thanking God for the breakthrough, you're telling him, hey, I believe I received it. If I gave you a glass of water, Alan, you're pretty you're normal. What would you say? I would say thank you for that glass of water. So you believed you received it? Yes. Now you physically could see that, right? Yeah, as I reach out and I receive what you're offering me, I thank you for it. Yes. Okay, so if the Lord is, is ministering a promise to you out of his word, how would you show him that you believed it? I'd show him I I'd show God I believe his promise in the word of healing by thanking him for it and acting on it. Believing it, thanking him for it, and acting on it. There you go. Do you see how thanking the Lord is also warfare? Oh yeah. Even if you lack wisdom, that's a big one. Many of us lack wisdom. We all do. So the Lord is willing to give us wisdom, but we must ask believing we received. So if you're asking, Lord, for wisdom in a situation, spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally across the board, you can expect to collect by also thanking God for that wisdom. Oh, yeah. You see, God is happy when you believe him. Sounds crazy. I know. It's just weird. I know. God is happy when you believe him. God is happy when you believe him. I remember David Wilkerson preached a sermon many, many, many years ago. It was called Jesus Wept. Uh, I was there. And that sermon was about Jesus was weeping because of their unbelief. That's right. He knew Lazarus was coming back to life. But they were already saying to him, if you only were here sooner, he would not be dead. They were projecting doubt. They were projecting failure. Here you are. The son of God is there. Are you going to say that to him? Only if you could have done it this way. Only if you could have had it like that, Lord, this wouldn't have happened. I mean, think about how crazy that sounds. The son of God who created everything. And you're going to only if you to him? Think about that. It doesn't work that way. Nothing is impossible for God. You could only limit God by your confession and your belief. You will never rise above your confession. Oh, yeah. If you're speaking, I got some people that I, I'm going to be beheaded. Okay. So according to your confession, so be it unto you. I got some people, I'm going to be here through the entire tribulation, through the bowls of wrath. Okay, according to your confession, so be it unto you. Whatever you want, 
from the Lord, speak it and believe it. And I believe he'll give it to you. How about that? Or you could say, Lord, I have an open-ended contract with you at this moment. And uh, if you want to Enoch me, if you want to Elijah me, uh, yeah, I am for it. So whatever time you want me to fly on out, I'm ready to go. Because if, if it happened in Scripture, there's precedent for it. If there's precedent for it, that means it's doable. Did you know that? Stop limiting yourself with your confession. Stop nailing yourself in with your words. Big problem. I've done it. I've lived these things, and I'm able to tell you about the problems I created for me for having migraine tension headaches for two years. Terror in my life. Until I button my lip. Oh, yeah, and the enemy will test you. Oh, yeah. Next day, someone's going to call. How's your headaches? How's those headaches? Uh, Praise God, I'm healed. How about that? Hallelujah. Goodbye. Click. Could you do that? Could you do that? Because the enemy will test you. How's your headaches? Oh, it happened to me. I had to do what I just told you. I lived what I just told you. It's not just me making up stuff. I lived what I just told you. How's your headaches? First of all, ain't my headache. That's the devil's headache. Ain't no sickness in heaven. I'm a child of God. That's the devil's headache, and he can have it back. Stop binding yourself to disease and sickness and pain by saying you're. You want to own it? You want to be in captivity with that thing? The least you could do is start separating yourself with your confession with that issue that's trying to mount up against you. Did you know that? You can begin to at least do that. That would please God. He'd be like, oh, wow. Uh, They're actually beginning to decree and speak in faith that that thing is not theirs and they're separating themselves from it and they're believing the promises that I have greater things for them than that thing that's trying to come against them. Can you believe that? That's faith. We're, that's pleasing to me, God would say. Bless him. Oh, wow, breakthrough's coming? Wow, thank you, Lord. Uh, how did I get the breakthrough? By shutting your mouth and stop declaring the problem over yourself, speaking it over yourself, and binding yourself with it with your mouth. Oh, I got the breakthrough. All I had to do was shut up. And when tests came my way, I didn't feed into them. How's your headache? Uh, well, I still kind of feel it, uh, you know, in, in the back on my neck. I feel pressure uh, when I lay down. I feel tingling when I'm laying down. Oh, don't worry. You'll eventually get better from your headaches. Oh, yeah, thank you. Goodbye. That's exactly what not to do. 
And I did not do that because I had an angel meet me in the city one day when I was preaching, told me to shut my mouth and told me how to get the breakthrough. Was I waiting on God? Yeah, two years almost. Was I impatient? Yeah, I was really impatient. Was I flustered? Yeah, I was very flustered. Was I getting short with people about it? Absolutely. Did I go into woe is me mode? Yeah. I was in woe is me mode, which is really bad. Yeah, I was in woe is me. That's on your knees, almost kill me God, that mode. That's where I was. That's how far the devil took me down. Oh, yeah. This is all my learning experience. I'm telling you how I got the breakthrough. (laughs) It was really kind of simple. So, gee, this reminds us completely of uh, the story in Luke, um, which we've been through many times. um, And Luke chapter... uh, Chapter 2. So we'll touch on um, Zechariah. You see, Zechariah was praying uh, for a child. Oh, yeah. Zechariah was praying for a child. This was the father of John the Baptist. I'm going to start in verse 11. Um, how do we know that he was praying? I'll show it to you. Uh, and when you're praying and you're believing God for a breakthrough, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But when your breakthrough is starting to manifest, the worst thing you could do is start speaking doubt around yourself. Filling the atmosphere with doubt, creating a barrier... That's going to hinder you and stop your breakthrough from coming. And the enemy wants that to happen. The enemy wants you to get into a mindset of unbelief. That's the first thing he's... I told you that when I had the phone call after I I had that guy... Yeah, how's your headache? Immediately, the enemy is going to send people or send thoughts your way to try to bend you to not focus on the breakthrough or the promise. Oh, yeah. You got to be ready to fight that with the word, you know. You got to put it down. Use the word. You put it down. You sever it. The word is your sword. So let's get into this in verse 11. The angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah. Zechariah was troubled and overcome with fear. The angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So he was praying. He was praying for a child. That's right. And an angel has appeared to him now and said, don't worry, 
The Lord has heard your prayer. This is a good moment. Look how the enemy immediately went into his thought mindset. This is where the enemy will sow immediately, into your thought mindset. He's going to target your thoughts. And once he could get that, get you thinking contrary, get you thinking, because now, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Now, your heart, your mind, you're going to start projecting doubt. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Lord has heard your prayer, verse 13. Your wife, Elizabeth, will have a son. Oh, boy. That's what he was praying about. It's common sense, isn't it? And you will name him John. He will build your pride and joy, and many people will be glad that he was born. As far as the Lord is concerned, he will be a great man. He will never drink wine or any other liquor. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring many people in Israel back to the Lord. He will go ahead of the Lord with the spirit of Elijah. Now we covered that last week. People miss that fulfillment. It was a prophetic office. Oh, yeah. Let's not sidetrack on that right now. But that was the fulfillment they didn't understand. You remember Jesus had to say, Elijah did return, but they missed it. Now, the power of Elijah. Now he said, he will change parents' attitudes toward their children. He will change obedient, disobedient uh, people so they will accept the wisdom of those who have God's approval. In this way, he will prepare the people for their Lord. Okay. Uh, verse 18. Okay, so here, here it is. That's everything the angel just said to him. The Lord has heard your prayer. You will have a son, and he's going to do all these things. He's going to be a great man of God, he's saying to Zechariah. Now, immediately, the enemy started showing to Zechariah's mind and filled his heart with doubt, and this is what projected out. You ready? Zechariah said, until the angel, said right to the angel, what proof is this? I'm old. I'm an old man, and my wife is beyond her childbearing years. All right, so that's a problem. That's a big problem. Because here you are, you prayed. Let's just replace this whole area with the angel and what was going to manifest with the word of God, just for a minute. Let's say, okay, I'm praying to God. God showed me in Scripture my breakthrough how I'm going to gleam from the word of God through the promises of God. I see it. Let's replace that whole section right there with the angel, the angel's messenger. So let's just say the Lord is speaking to you through Rhema. Faith cometh 
by hearing the, the rhema of God. That's the utterance of how God is ministering into your spirit. And now you're igniting. You're, you're getting the revelation. Your rhema is different than logos. Logos is instruct. Rhema is an utterance. So faith cometh by hearing the rhema of God. Let's say you're in the promises of God. You got the rhema. Yes, I see it. I have the promise. I thank you, God. And all of a sudden, boom, you got doubt. And you're like, well, what proof is there? Um, you know, kind of old. Um, you know, my wife is, is old, too. Um, now you just countered everything that Rama manifested. You just, you just created a barrier through your breakthrough. Oh, this is what I'm, the whole message here is faith and waiting. This is going to delay your breakthrough. If you would not do this, your breakthrough would be smooth. Oh, yeah. Now, look how the angel responds. First of all, he he had to reaffirm to him who he was. This is much a greater manifestation of hearing from God than us gleaming from the promises. Like I said earlier, uh, replace verse 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 with your promise. Let's say you wanted to paste Isaiah 53, 5 there. Fine. That's your promise. Billions of people have been healed that way. That's your promise. You know it's for you. As long as you're repenting and forgiving, you know you have a clear path to victory. And you wait on God. You declare the word. You speak it. You believe it. And you thank God for it. But you're projecting it. You're laying claim to that word for you, for your breakthrough, for whatever situation. You are speaking. You're declaring. You're decreeing. You're thanking God for it. And you're walking in it. You're walking in it. And then all of a sudden, somebody calls you up or somebody with doubt is around you and you start to project this unbelief out of your pie hole. Your pie hole is your biggest problem. Now, you just fill the atmosphere with a barrier. That's right. You just created a blocker like I was doing. Like I was doing by constantly saying, well, I don't feel good. I got to go here. I got to get this pill. I got to go. I was constantly not just relying on the word of God, but I was filling the air with doubt and delaying my breakthrough. Oh, yeah. So here the angel in verse 19 had to declare. Well, wait a minute. He says, I'm Gabriel. And I stand in the God's presence. God sent me to tell you this. But because you didn't believe what I said, oh boy, you will be unable to speak. You're not going to be able to talk anymore. You see, his doubt was being projected out of his pie hole. So God smote his pie hole because God also needed his word to come to pass. Did you know that? God has certain things that he needs to come to pass and there's believers and people that are delaying what God wants to do because of their pie hole. 
God showed his pie hole up. And shut him down from projecting any more barriers. Remember I told you? It's like a barrier around of doubt and negativity. Well, God said, okay, how do we shut that down? We can't have any more of that barrier of doubt and and uh, unbelief around here because the enemy is going to use that to delay what we need to do. How do we shut it down? Well, let's shut his mouth. That's one way. They shut his mouth. And guess what? After his mouth was shut physically, he couldn't project any more barriers of doubt and unbelief around to hinder the breakthrough. And the breakthrough came forward. It's unbelievable. I mean, this is a perfect example of how we allow the enemy to get us into that murmuring and unbelief. So, Exodus 14. This is a great one. God gave the instruction, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but God gave the instruction to Moses. They already escaped. You know what? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Uh, This is Exodus 14. Then the Lord gave the instructions to Moses, order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pihathrith between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore, across from Baal-Zikon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. You see, the one thing about the Lord, he likes to confuse your enemies in the natural and in the spirit. That's just the way the Lord is. He likes to confuse them. Let them be confounded and confused, we read in Psalms 35, don't we? Oh, yeah. Let the angel Lord chase them, right? The enemy likes to confuse your enemy. You can confuse your enemy through praise and worship, like we said earlier, but also faith in itself confuses the enemy. The enemy, any aspect of you putting the word of God into action is going to begin to confuse the enemy. You want your enemy confused. In this case, God wanted the enemy confused. God could have just killed them all. He could have opened up the earth like he killed Korah, right? And sucked them down into hell. That's how he took care of Korah, right? Gone. That's pretty quick. But there's something with the Lord... Uh, that he likes to confuse the enemy. Isn't that nice? He likes to put them into Babylon. And in this case, he's telling Moses, look, I want you to confuse him. Put him into confusion. Believe what I'm telling you to do, and as you're doing it, they're going to get confused. So putting your faith into action confuses the enemy. Really? And you want your enemy You want the mind of the enemy spinning. 
so he can't keep moving against you. Your faith will do that to the enemy. Yeah, the Israelites, um, Pharaoh will think that they're confused, it says, and that they were trapped in the wilderness. God wanted Pharaoh to think this, and he's telling Moses. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. Isn't that interesting? They actually did what the Lord said. And this, in return, God said, by doing it, will put the enemy into confusion. We want that, don't we? Verse 5. When word reached king, the king of Egypt, Then the Israelites had fled. Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. Interesting. See, the enemy will change his mind. You can have a breakthrough, and the enemy's now coming back, a bounce back. And now you have to double up on your faith, don't you? And it happened to me with my back. I was healed the next day. Um, I, I felt the pain again. That was bound to the enemy changed his mind and came back to test me again. I had to do everything like I did before, and it was easier, believe it or not. I got the breakthrough easier, and it kept getting easier. I laid claim to Isaiah 53, 5. I said, by the stripes of Christ, I am healed. And I project that word into my discs and vertebrae and my back and my leg healed in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for healing me. How about that? And I just went on walking. And I was healed. The enemy came back to test me. There was a bounce back. Oh, yeah. The enemy does bounce back to test you to see if you really believed it. You got to be ready for bounce back, baby. I'm telling you. More people lose their breakthrough and lose their uh, healings through not sustaining through bounce back. You got to be ready for bounce back. Here we are, bounce back. You're literally seeing it. They changed their minds. The enemy had changed their minds. What have we done? Letting all these Israelite slaves go away. What have we done? Letting such and such, brother such and such, have a breakthrough. Oh, yeah, the wicked take counsel against the Lord's anointed. Don't think they don't. They're communicating. They asked, so Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of the Egypt, Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left with uh, fists raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces of Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his uh, charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel 
and they were camped beside the shore near uh, Pierhevrith across Balzihan. Now, see, they were in position for the bounce back, weren't they? They were exactly where God told them to go at that exact moment to lure them in. This was all a setup. Well, yeah, the Lord sets up the enemy. Did you know that? The Lord likes setting up the enemy. This is a setup to the slaughter. They were exactly where the Lord told them to be. And because they obeyed God and they, and they remained there, breakthrough was about to happen. However, remember what I told you about the pie hole. Oh, yeah. Remember that pie hole problem? We're going to see it again. Because here's the promise. They just saw the breakthroughs, the plagues, Goshen. And now that doubt thing is happening again. Oh, yeah. And let's see what happens. They did everything. They obeyed the word of God. They were stationed at the exact spot God told them to go. However, with their eyes... What what they saw, now their faith was shaken. With their eyes and what they're seeing, now their faith is being shaken. Did you know that? See, we don't walk by sight. We walk by the rhema and the utterance of the Spirit of God. That's right. So let's see what happens. I'm curious. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up. Oh, boy. And panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. Okay, let's see. And now now they're seeing. Now that seeing is going to create them pie holes to start projecting a barrier of unbelief that would screw you up. This is how the enemy operates. Here we, this is the same thing we read in Luke. This is the same tactic. Same tactic wrapped up in a different wrapper. Here it is. They cried out to the Lord and said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die? This is unbelievable. You see, they saw God move. They had the prophet man of God. Now what they're seeing is projecting their pie hole to manifest that barrier of unbelief and doubt around you, around them. God don't like that. This is one thing God don't like. If you can control your pie hole, your breakthrough, and would be so much easier and faster. However, you'd also please God. God is pleased when you don't do that. Did you know that? It's impossible to please God without faith. Trust in him. Okay? So if you want to please God, this is one way. You cannot do what they're doing here. And you can apply this to any modern situation. You can. 
You can apply it. Just think, you're seeing a bill. You're seeing a medical report. You're seeing uh, a situation with your mortgage. You're seeing you don't have much food. Uh, How is God going to provide? How am I going to be? Listen, now you're starting to speak it. We're going to die. We're not going to make it. Oh, my God, this is not going to work out. Oh, my Lord God. uh, Why the hell? Woe is me. Boom. You got problems now. Now you're going around the mountain again. You got to do a reset and start over. And the enemy loves this, by the way. He wants you doing this. Do you want to do what the enemy wants you to do? Ask yourself. If you don't want to do what the enemy wants you to do, just believe what I'm telling you. Because I've been through many situations, and I had to live this, and I'm telling you, it works. I'm telling you. Now, why did you bring us out here to die? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves. It's better to be a slave than a corpse in the, in the desert. Okay. So now... What they're seeing is projecting this pie hole to spit out all its venom. And God don't like this, believe me. (laughs) This year, this murmuring and lack of faith, God hates this. I'm telling you. You'd be better off sewing your mouth shut. Or crazy gluing your mouth. This year, you are creating a big problem. Zachariah, we just went over. He created a big problem. He started thinking, well, wait a minute. I'm old. She's old. I need proof. Wait a minute. You just prayed for that, and now we're answering it, and now you're saying that can't happen? Whoa. How about we just shut your mouth? Okay, mouth shut. Problem gone. Here we got it again. Breakthrough, breakthrough, plagues, Goshen, heading on out. Now bickering, murmuring, unbelief, and doubt manifesting. Big problem. Alert, alert, alert. Big problem. Now Moses does something interesting. I'm going to show it to you right now. Moses does the right thing. He projects the word of God out in faith. Here it is. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still. Watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Interesting, isn't it? You see the two different levels here. You got completely bickering, murmuring, doubt, and unbelief. In a vile way, because now they're being tested. Oh, yeah. When the heat's on, you see what's inside, don't you? 
When the heat's on, you'll find out what's in somebody. And the heat is on here. Because they're seeing chariots come their way. But Moses spoke in faith. Interesting. However, under the hood, we find out in a minute what was really going on with Moses, even though he really was speaking in great faith, as we just saw, which is good. However, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Uh Uh-oh. So Moses was representing himself in a great powerful declaration. However, the Lord said, why are you crying out to me? Next verse. So Moses was going into that, beseeching the Lord, wait a minute, you know, what's going on? Hey, hey, hey. But on the outside, he was declaring the faith. He says, why are you crying out to me, Moses? Tell the people, get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Period. Interesting. So Moses wasn't initially given this instruct. He was only told to go and camp by that certain area at the sea. However, the great test came. See, God knew the test was going to come. He knew that they were going to see the chariots. But he wanted to see what was in them. Oh, yeah. God will allow a little fire to come your way just to see what's in you. He wants you to see what's in you. And sometimes it takes some heat. Because on the outside, everybody can be clicheing, praise God, you know, walk by faith, not by sight, praise God, you know, church folk. And then when they get slammed with a trial, boom, they're in woe is me. Because they weren't living the word. There's a difference. Get out of Christian cliche and begin to start say, Lord, I want to live the word. I want the word to be all I ever had or will ever need. Everything I need is here, Lord. Medicine, provision, breakthroughs, everything. My heavenly kingdom, my promises, everything I need is right here in this word. It's medicine to those that find and reflect and speak and declare and decree and believe and begin to thank the Lord for that promise and breakthrough and walk in it. This here is another account of how their mouth was creating that atmosphere of doubt. Moses did the right thing. 
by declaring the breakthrough to counter this doubt. But again, we see that Moses was crying out to God. That's right. At all costs, always do what Moses do. Don't look at the situation. Believe the breakthrough. Declare the word. Decree the word. And no matter what, stand. After you've done all you can do, stand. Just say, Lord, now I'm standing. I've done all I can do. I've declared the word. I've decreed the word. I've walked in your word. I've received the promises of God. And now I'm standing. I'm standing on that word. I'm holding fast to my confession. And that's it. No matter what happens, I'm going to be in this mindset. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to stand in faith. The wrong way would be like, praise God, I believe the word. I believe it. And boom, and oh, now this situation came. Uh, let me call this person up. Uh, you know, uh, I don't feel good. Can you pray? I need... Uh, I, you start whining. That whining and that bickering and that murmuring and that doubt and that unbelief will be venom for your breakthrough. And it's not like I haven't been there. I've been there. I have been there myself. So I'm telling you, believing the word, confessing the word, declaring the word, and expecting and anticipating the breakthrough. Always have an anticipation in a way where you are thanking God in all situation, in every situation. And I know that can be hard, but do it anyway. But do it anyway. What other choice do you have? Man can't help you. This world certainly can't help you. Pills can't help you. You want to be in bondage to 65,000 pharmacia? People live longer when they weren't on all these pharmacias. I've seen people with pill bottles all over the house. Pills, pill, pill, pill. There's pills everywhere. What's going on with all these pills? Telling you. People live longer without all these pills. Something going on with these pills. I don't need nobody injecting me with no deadly venom. Vaccine. I don't need it. Anyway, that is the faith and waiting on God. Uh, Brother Allen, you have something to add on to this? Hopefully you're still there. Yeah, I'm still here. And uh, back when I needed work, uh, people would ask me, hey, Alan, what are you up to today? And I would tell them, I'm just looking for the job that God has already given me. God has given me a job. I'm just looking for it. And I'd always tell people and myself, thank you, God, for giving me a job. Thank you, God, for giving me a job. And then, uh, and then I had it. And I did that in uh, 2012, and I did that in 2015. And when I did that in 2015, I did. Uh, I even had a dream that I was at a uh, high-paying job with a uh, with a really smart boss, 
And then about 40 days later, I was uh, I started my that new job. That I still so there you go. Interesting. Yeah, so you um, actually applying we, we this. Believe it. We say yeah. it. Uh, we act on it, and then uh, we thank God for it, and then we stand there and we thank God for it, and then all of a sudden, you are actually life. believing the word. Amen. Amen. You see, folks, um, the reason uh, I could believe God for a job is because He says in His Word, uh, "Let everyone, uh, if he wants to, uh, if he doesn't want to work, neither should he eat." So the implication is there that we should work. So if God's going to require me to work to eat, then I can require a job from the Lord. It's another instance. Brother Allen was like that phone call I got with the headache things. There's always going to be, you see, the enemy will test you. A lot of times when I used to fast all the time, uh, next day somebody was asking me to go to dinner. I mean, the enemy is always trying to test you. The enemy is completely tuned in what's going on in your life, too. Amen. Don't think he's not examining how he can pull your strings. Okay? Especially anger. Getting angry all the time is another one that will delay your promises. Can't be getting angry all the time. You need to be walking in the liberty of the Spirit. That's right. Amen. Can't be getting angry and start whining and bickering. And I know I, I've done it with the, when I had those headaches. I was very impatient. We forgive everyone and we walk in love. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds easier than can be done sometimes because there are bastards in this world. But we forgive the bastard. Bless the bastard. Amen. Bless the. It, it's it's BTB. Bless the bastard. Just find them, any bastard you. that's terrorized you and just send them a gift card. Just say, bastard, I bless you now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Not dear bastard? No, just bastard, I bless you. BTB. Here it is. Uh, TGIF card. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. And that bastard... We'd be like, you know, I was a bastard, but, you know, I got that gift card. I no longer want to be a bastard. Oh, wow. That's interesting. My gift made room. So Amen. breakthroughs come by uh, sowing kindness against um, certain situations. I know. I know. I've been there. And um, praise God. But we got to walk in love like uh, Brother Dan said yesterday. We're getting close, people. We're very close. And we might as well just walk the line the best we can. We're going to have to wait on God for provision. God's a multiplier. He can multiply food. Easy. I remember one time I was breaking down in Manhattan. I had no gas. We were preaching over there in the Midtown. And we were out of gas. And we started praying. We said, God, if you multiply the bread, maybe you can multiply the gas right now. God, we need gas. And we were on the LIE coming to Midtown Tunnel. That's a hectic area. And uh, all of a sudden, we had like a quarter of a tank. A quarter just appeared. And it wasn't like a reserve tank. It just gas appeared. And we were able to get home. Praise God. God can multiply. Well, I decided to uh, 
I decided to up my tithe by 5%. And then later that day, one of my ex-bosses called me up and said, I need you to work on my website and gave me a bunch of uh, contract work uh, upping, upgrading his website. So God watches our faith. And now that uh, right, we, right there, that's a miracle because you're a terrible website guy. Uh, thanks, Richard. That's, that's God right there. <laughs> you know? You're like a web designer from 2002, you know? Cool, man. You Macromedia flash. Good job. You know? That's the Lord right there. Can you say that again? That, that had to be the Lord. I've seen your web work. You're about as good as me. Okay. Some humility there. Good. Um, that was a breakthrough right there. Listen, I can confirm that's a breakthrough. Um, here's the thing, folks. Wait on God. Believe his promises. Don't get baited into murmuring and bickering and creating that cloud and barrier around you. It's only going to delay your breakthrough. I want you to have your breakthrough. God wants you to have your breakthrough. I know it sounds crazy, but he does. But the enemy wants to delay you. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And everyone in heaven is is healthy. They're joyful. They're rich. They're content. And we pray all the time in the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So why not? Yeah. So praise God. We are, um, I'm figuring if I forgot something, but uh, that's about it. I just wanted to touch on that because I've been through this and I know it can be hard. And I, like Brother Dan from last night had me thinking, that as times could get harder, we're really going to have to rely on the Word, God. God has given us promises. We're going to have to really apply those promises in our lives. Really, guys. I mean, it's all we're going to have. Oh, yeah. Just you and the Word. Like Moses, that's all he had was the Lord in that situation. And the breakthrough came. But there were some tests. He had to wait. The people were raising up against him, similarly to what happened to David at Ziklag. And they both cried out to God. Incidentally, David put on the ephod, and we know that Moses cried out to God. God said, why are you crying out to me? Interesting for God to say that, isn't it? Why are you crying out to me? God was telling him, just do what I tell you. And it'll all work out. Oh, yeah. Believe the word. Declare the word. Stand on the word. As you're tested, remain in the promise and and the test. After you've done all you could do, stand. Firm. And when the tests come, say, I strike it down. I don't receive it. I thank you, God. I have breakthrough. I have victory. I declare and I decree this word. I lay claim to this word for my situation. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. I believe God and not demonic lies. I don't care what you say, devil. I care what God says. 
and I'm thanking God for this, and I, I, God, I thank you for doing it. I'm acting on your word, and I thank you for it, and I praise you for it, and I don't care what the devil says. I don't Amen. care what the devil says about you either. Praise God. And he said a lot. I know. He's always talking. Oh, I think people said I was mean to you. That's okay. I know you Did you, you see me. that? Did you see that? What? Uh, today I tried not to be mean to you. I know. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And it was hard. I, I know sometimes I'm a little difficult, very, but praise very God. Very hard, hard there, thing man. to do. But okay, Richard. I'm learning, you know. Okay. You freaking weasel. <laughs> uh, All right, so we'll be back next week with, oh, next week you're not going to get on the prayer queue on that phone number, 669-275-1343. And uh, next week, you're going to get a word. You like how I spoke in faith? You're going to get a word from Brother... Who is it? I forgot. Uh, Scott Lathrop is on next Saturday at 2 p.m. And believe me, I've... Listen, I've gotten... He's given me words of the Lord extremely accurate. <laughs> you want to get a, a word from a seasoned prophet man of God? Call that number next week at 2 p.m. Eastern. And I'm going to patch you through, and he's going to pray for you right here. Amen? And you're going to receive it, and you're going to get a breakthrough. It's going to be wonderful in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. And I don't care what the devil said about you. And I don't care what the devil said about you. God bless y'all. We'll see you next week. God bless y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>